there's so much other crap you could be listening to, but you chose to listen to Mike Dell's World, and we appreciate it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. In my case, it's uh, 10 minutes to 4 in the morning, and I'm in the car. Just heading out for my uh, lunch break, and just, uh, listening to... Uh, Mike thinks news there as I was uh, working. I figured I'd uh, leave the iPod at, at the desk and maybe, uh, talk a little bit here on the portable recorder. I haven't done a, I didn't do a podcast this week uh, on Monday. Like I expected I would. Uh, the teenager's been on uh, spring break and keeping things busy and lively around the house so uh, really didn't have any uh, quiet time to sit down and do one and a couple of uh, things that I would love to talk about but I'm uh, not supposed to so I'm not going to <laughs> but I've got the main thing I'm t- thinking about uh, on the uh, do not disclose list makes it a little hard to uh, find something else to talk about on the podcast but that's alright that'll uh, soon be over and I'll be able to discuss these parts and bits <laughs> yeah, anyway Nothing too earth-shattering, believe me. But, uh, interesting just the same. And, uh, well, we haven't had any snow in almost a week. Which is a good thing. Although, what's coming out of the sky right now resembles, uh, well, I would say it's, it's hail that makes it almost to the ground and melts when it gets close to the ground. Because... You can see that it was semi-solid when it hits the windshield, and then uh, turns immediately liquid. So I guess they'd call that sleet, I guess. I don't know. We're supposed to have a little bit of the sloppy stuff for today. Today's Friday. Normally I would be doing a uh, what's up with that with Jim Farley in the morning, but uh, Jim's going to be... going into surgery uh, tomorrow to uh, replace his shoulder, which is, I guess we discussed that a little bit on uh, on last week's What's Up With That, and it's definitely not as, uh, what, was it, what did I say, they don't have a success rate that they do with knee replacements, so wish him well, and uh, if you want to wish him well, uh, find his Twitter and contact information over at whatsuppodcast.com and uh, so hopefully that turns out good I suspect I'll hear something at dinner tonight uh, having dinner with uh, Jim's brother Keith and uh, friend John who's my co-host on the uh, ham radio pod class Oh, gas is down to a buck eighty-eight. It was a little over two bucks uh, 
last week at this time. Of course, that was when I filled up. And since I don't drive all that much, uh, I've only used about a half a tank since then. I do about two tanks a, a month on this car and uh, less on the pickup. Uh, maybe uh, one tank every month and a half on the pickup. Well, anyway, I'm going to go in and grab my stuff. I'll be right back. There. Got my stuff. Hopefully uh, this microphone doesn't sound too bad and uh, not too scratchy. But we'll see. Well, got me a donut. Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Health food, you know. Uh, I brown bag it to work, but I like to get uh, get away from the desk. Drive around a little bit on my lunch break. Most gas is cheap. <laughs> so I run up to the Speedway store and get my fountain pop and a uh, Usually a donut, because it's about four in the morning when I do it, so the donuts just arrived from the donut place. So, nice and fresh. You know, I shouldn't eat a donut. Wife uh, wouldn't, wouldn't want me to be eating donuts, but uh, oh well. <laughs> gotta have, gotta have my vices, you know. eating while I'm doing this. I shouldn't do that. It just makes for more editing. <laughs> if I edit. Or even if I put this out. You never know. You know, some night I should drive out here casino. It's about four miles from work. Which if I was quick about it, I could go out to the casino, play uh, a few hands of blackjack, and come back. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. But, uh, that would probably be counterproductive much of a gambler, but every once in a while, I like to do it. Four in the morning, it might, blackjack dealers might be uh, a little more friendly. But who knows? I don't know if they even have the table games open. It might be just the uh, slot machines. If that's the case, there's no sense me going there. Don't do slot machines. They're uh, one of the worst things in the casino. As far as uh, the house advantage and whatnot. Blackjack's probably your best. Craps is fairly good. The last time I was out there was 
months ago. And did fairly okay on on uh, craps. Paid for our uh, stay out there. We actually, for my birthday, Kathy and my mom, Kathy, my wife, and my mom went in together to get us a night in the casino uh, hotel there. It's a brand spanking new hotel casino that they just finished last fall. Really nice room, that 42-inch flat-screen TV in the room. And, uh, really, really slick setup. But hell, uh, by the time we were done, uh, Kathy and I had both won back what it cost them to send us there, plus a bit. So it was uh, it was definitely worthwhile. casinos in a little town called Williamsburg. And in between there is a little town called Acme. Well, Acme actually has one car dealer. And it's a Mercedes-Benz dealer. I quite figured that one out. Well, Traverse City, a much bigger city, right next door, has a uh, all the other car dealers, well, most others, they don't have any of the high-end cars. Well, BMW, I guess, and Audi. Uh, I that's about it for the fancy cars. You know, you got the Ford and GM and, well, what do you call it? You know, Ford, Chevy. All the GM brands, all the Ford brands, uh, all the Chrysler brands. Actually, there's not that many Chrysler brands anymore. Once they did away with Plymouth. And most of the foreign brands, we don't have stuff like Daewoo and Mitsubishi or anything like that. Um, you know, they got the normal Toyota, Nissan. Kia. That's the, that's the one that amazes me. Kia. And they don't seem like bad little vehicles. So I rented one when I was in New York for training a few years ago. Up in Rochester. Rented a Kia Rio. Just a little rinky-dinky little car, but you know, all I needed it for was to get back and forth to class for a week. So I figure why spend the money for something fancier. And it was okay, but those Kias, you know, well, I remember last year the local Kia dealer had a deal if you bought a minivan from them, I think the minivan was fairly cheap, I, you know, as far as minivans go, it was, you know, under $25,000, if you call that cheap. But if you bought a minivan, they gave you a Kia Rio for free. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> it's 
so that tells you what the Kia Rio is worth. Well, like I said, not bad cars, I guess. But they certainly go down in value really quick. A buddy of mine uh, used to sell Chevrolets, brand new, at the Chevy dealer. Actually, it's the same dealership that sells the Kias. But he, he was in the Chevy division. And uh, he, he said, you know, people would buy a Kia and six months later they'd come back and want to trade it in on a uh, Chevrolet. And, of course, you know, most people buy cars with car payments. And they would be so far upside down on these Kias because they dropped so quickly in the value that there was just no way they could get out of it for, you know, what they still owed on the stupid thing. Of course, that's another... That's one of the reasons the car business isn't doing as good as it used to as they push the financing and not the cars little known fact that a car dealership say you got a big big GM car dealership you know they sell Chevys and maybe Buicks and whatever and of course when they take in a trade they have a trade in you know they have a used car lot they, you know sell the used cars on the used lot well the guys that uh, sell the cars in the used car lot make more money per car than the uh, new car sales people it just doesn't make sense I used to think you know if I ever won the lottery or some rich great uncle from that I don't even know passes away and leaves me a bunch of money. I always thought, oh, wouldn't it be great going to a car dealership and, and uh, make the deal for the car? You know, say, you know, how much is it? Blah 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 blah. And then when he tar- starts talking about per month, you say, well, I'd like to do the zero percent, uh, you know, one one month payment. You know, boom. And you know, just flop twenty five, thirty thousand dollars on his desk. But you know what? Most of them, most car dealers would kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, "All right," because they don't make nearly as much money now. The salesmen do, but the dealership, the salesmen, you know, I think they make a pretty flat rate. You know, they can uh, they upsell. You know, like uh, uh, what do you call them? Extended warranties and things like that, but. But for just a straight car purchase, I don't know as the individual salesman make more money or not if you do a credit deal, but the dealerships will definitely try to push you to do credit. But anyway, it was just interesting to me that the used car guys make better money because they get a percentage of profit on the car. So, you know, say they bought the car for 15000 and you know, the dealership has 15000 into it, and you sell it for 16000 you get a percentage of that $1,000 profit. Well, on the used cars, you know, they, they, you know, the difference, you ever go to Kelly Blue Book and look up, a, you know, any random used car, you'll see the difference between wholesale and re- retail. They try to pay as close to wholesale as they can on trade-in, 
and then they try to sell it for as close to retail as possible. Well, the spread on that, you know, they might make a thousand dollars a car selling new cars. They could make up to three thousand dollars, and you know, on a used car. And the, like I said, the salesmen make make a percentage of profit. So if they got a three thousand dollars spread on a used car and a thousand dollars spread on a new car, you can see where where they make their money. So I thought it was kind of weird. But he doesn't work there anymore. But it was kind of an interim job for him. But he started with no sales experience at all, and they put him into the new cars instead of the used cars. And all the guys that have been there for years are in the used cars. So you know, I guess maybe the stereotypical used car salesman uh, thing might apply. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, well, I try to I try to buy things on cash now. I've done enough with car payments as I've probably discussed to uh, you know almost to an annoying amount but uh, (laughs) I do believe that uh, I'd much rather have old cars and pay a little bit of maintenance on them and do a little maintenance myself which I'm capable of doing saves money said even though this Toyota has uh, 200 plus thousand miles on it I know the car Uh, I haven't had this one since new so uh, yes I had payments on it but uh, the car has outlived its payments several times over now but you know I know what's wrong with it I know you know that I would have very little problem saying Okay, let's go to uh, let's jump in the car and drive to Vegas. You know, that's 1,800 miles, 2,000 miles away. No problem. Jump in the old Toyota and go. Whereas, uh, you know, if I had bought a new Kia two years ago, I would I still wouldn't be as confident, or maybe I would be just as confident. But that's it two-year-old Kia than I am with a 10-year-old, well, now 11-year-old Toyota with 200-something thousand miles on it. And the other part of that is this car owes me nothing. So if I drove to Vegas and on my way home the car breaks and say it's $1,000 to fix it, Generally, I'd probably just sell it to the mechanic, <laughs> buy a plane ticket, and come home. <laughs> I'll go, you know, buy a, another thousand-dollar beater or whatever. You know, I might go a little more than that, but you know, and the car still looks halfway decent for you know for it being in Michigan its whole life and driving through the slop. And there's very little rust. And, you know, it's not a bad car. Same thing with my old pickup. Bought an old pickup, paid cash for it, and it does all the pickup truck things I need it to do. Yeah, sure, it's not going to win any truck shows. I'm not going to, you know, go pick up babes on uh, on the strip with it. But that's not what I got it for. I got it to haul gravel and brush and garbage. And when it's snowing really bad, uh, it's got four-wheel drive, so it gets me from A to B. It's warm inside. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm totally uh, 
happy with it uh, that way. Now we do have one nice vehicle, and it's 10 years old. That we, you know, we used to haul the camper, and the wife drives that. But you know, then again, it's 10 years old, and it's paid for. But you know, when it comes time to replace that, we'll buy an equally decent vehicle to replace it. But definitely not buying new, and hopefully paying cash. How to get on that rant? I'm almost back to the office, the shop, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> anyway, my little mobile rant. Probably said that kind of stuff before, but oh well, such is life. I wish I could talk about the two uh, things that I'd like to talk about. Now well, maybe. Uh, Maybe in a month or so I can... Well, one of them I could probably talk about soon, but the other one, you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> but it's going to be cool. So, anyway, for now, that's uh, it from the car. I'm going to go back in and uh, get some more work done. And it's Friday. I'll probably play a tune here and then come back on the live mic to conclude this. And we'll... Uh, put this out uh, in place of what's up with that for today. In fact, I might put it on both feeds. Uh, hopefully not too many of you are listening to both feeds, so if you are, uh, delete the other one. <laughs> so I'll be back after this song and several hours have passed. Job 
Okay, well, I'm going to call this a podcast pretty quickly here. Uh, I'm back in the studio, and I'm using a new mixer. I'm not really sure if I have it all set up right or not, so uh, <laughs> excuse the lack of audio quality. But i uh, just like to remind you uh, to keep uh, Jim in your thoughts, uh, Jim Farley, uh, who is my partner on the uh, What's up with that podcast, which this, I'll put this out on that feed, as I said before the song. And, uh, everybody have a good weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, it finds you, uh, healthy and happy. And this is Mike Dell for What's Up With That and Mike Dell's World, all at the same time. So how's that? Two podcasts in one, or one podcast in two. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> However it works. <laughs> Catch you later. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at blueberry.com. That's blueberry, no ease, dot com.